the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the best of investing on AM 1220 KDOW, the show that brings you valuable information about real estate, the financial markets, and other economic business of the day. Your host, Edward Brown, is a nationally recognized expert on money and investing who has appeared on CNN and has published numerous articles in national business magazines and newspapers. Now, your host for the best of investing, Edward Brown. Welcome. You're listening to The Best of Investing. I'm your host, Edward Brown. Proud to have as my co-host, Mark Honf of Pacific Private Money, one of California's fastest-growing mortgage investment firms, Rob Spinoza of RPM Mortgage, and Mark Cooper of HL Commercial. Our phone number is 888-912-1190. You're going to use that number to answer the trivia questions for three tanning certificates given away during this show. And those certificates are not sponsored by the radio station, but by Tan Bella Tanning Salon with two locations in San Francisco and one in Marin. Check them out, tanbella.com. Uh, today's trivia theme, since we're getting close to Christmas after our Thanksgiving holiday, uh, is Christmas trivia. Nice. All right. Uh, Mark, what you got for us today? Got some new stuff here. One of my favorite economists, California-based, that I follow a lot, who was one of the rare economists uh, who um, predicted in 2005 the, the bubble bursting and was uh, widely ridiculed for taking that position and later <laughs> turned out uh, to be prophetic. Uh, I follow him a lot. And what I've liked about him is he's you know very pragmatic and he's California-based, which you know yeah. we're very concerned with here. And uh, to date... Uh, until the most recent newsletter that just came out this month. To date, he's been rather bullish and had not uh, been forecasting uh, any changes, uh, recession, or real estate, or otherwise, until the election of Mr. Trump. Wow. And his newsletter that just came out uh, starts out by saying the election that put Donald Trump in the White House was a shock to the vast majority of pollsters who were predicting a win for Hillary Clinton. I think it was a shock for all of us. Uh, yeah. Uh, the outcome is also a shock to us here at Beacon Economics. Our mm-hmm. economic outlook over the last years has been based on the prediction uh, of, of, a, of a Clinton yeah. win. Yep. Our view assumed that her administration would largely continue current policies yep. and that combined with continued political gridlock which is one of my favorite things i love the i, I love no nothing congresses because if they don't do anything you know it means no new laws right i mean just just in leave theory. us alone in, yeah. Theory, yeah. Yeah, in theory anyway they thought uh, his prediction was continued political gridlock would reduce the chances of any major policy change and so with that prediction of a uh, uh, previous prediction of Essentially, more the same, and, and no major policy changes. Uh, he was a he was predicting a, a rather you know slow growth, right. but no no outlook of uh, of um, of, a, of a recession. However, he says now the 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 outcome of uh, this month's election changes our output. What we know is is that the potential upsides are limited, but the potential downsides, according to them, are enormous. And he basically goes through three things that concern him as yeah. an economist about the future uh, uh, of the economy uh, in, in the near term. And uh, I'll read you those three right now. Um, he believes that slashing taxes 
if in fact that's one of the things that uh, Mr. Trump does, uh, will create a modest positive impact uh, on growth, maybe in the short run, but only by blowing out the federal budget deficit. Yeah, now, right. now and interestingly that he takes that position because again, a, a lot of uh, um, a lot of smart people happen to believe that when you cut certain tax rates, it actually can accelerate the growth of receipts, depending on. Uh, you know, on, on whether they are successful in repatriating, for example, the billions of corporate dollars held overseas. So we'll see. Is a, yeah. uh, so I don't know that I necessarily agree with that, although here I am disagreeing with an economist. Um, How dare you? Number two, uh, if the United States under Trump ends its commitment to free trade and backs out of NAFTA or WTO right, and right. starts a trade war with China, the result could be sharply falling imports and exports, would, which would be a huge disruption for supply chains and a potentially sharp rise in consumer prices, hence inflation. But even so, China's prices are going up a little bit, aren't they? Uh, I, I would be the last person to comment on that. <laughs> but I will tell you that the other angle on this that's pretty interesting is when you talk about population growth and when you talk about fueling all of the projections that companies have yeah. for selling their goods and services down the road, you have to accept that a lot of those a lot of that population growth in a nation like the United States, Europe, is no different, is fueled by immigration. Well, so and then, yeah. take, take a wildly different immigration policy. And then number three, you, you, you hit it right on the head. Uh, you know, Trump has threatened to deport you know, millions of undocumented residents. Uh, you know, and he goes on to comment here, aside from the sheer scale of potential human tragedy, here, right. which I don't disagree with, right. yeah. this too could cause a massive disruption in supply chains and consumer spending. And well, I'm kind of curious, too. Is I mean, how do you round up millions of people? <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, I'm just saying yeah, from, yeah. from a logistic standpoint. You don't. But but I guess the, the question, what I right. find interesting is, what's the stock market doing right now? Well, it's going yeah. <laughs> but, well, it, it, went, it went down while the election was Oh, boy, was going if you were watching that, right. that was a wild ride. Good thing it didn't trade. But the bond market, obviously, and, and you know, very pertinent to our industry, uh, we make residential mortgages. Bond market has, has suffered the worst two-week period in the last 26 years. So what that tells you is that there is a, a widespread sentiment out there that uh, Trump policies will be reflationary, mm -hmm. meaning that the value of today's bonds uh, will be less. Therefore, their price goes down, their yield goes up. Mm -hmm. And lo and behold, if you've been out there looking for a mortgage over the last couple of weeks, uh, you, you've no doubt felt that. Well, I want to ask Mark Cooper over here, who's been just silently listening to all of this and taking it all the in. Shocking news! <laughs> yeah, what, what, <laughs> passing judgment on us because you're a commercial broker. <laughs> what what, uh, what have you, are you seeing in the market so far? I know the election just happened, but is right. There any so, so here's what I'm seeing. Um, I do leasing and sales here in Marin, and on the low end, the low low end, I do some office space, and I actually had people the. Uh, the day after the election, calling to cancel their appointments to see office space because oh they decided goodness. to not open a business in America with the results of oh, the uh, wow. election. That's um, California for you. Yeah. 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 Well, they're already talking about they, seceding from the union. Yeah, right. but how, so, I mean, how solid was your business plan if it didn't withstand? <laughs> that's a good point. You yeah. know. <laughs> well, I mean, this is like someone who might decide to be an acupuncturist or, or something. Okay. Like okay. They're just about to open up their first business I, in, in San Rafael, and they were just shocked, devastated, and yeah. uh, just well, shaken uh, up on the low end. Now, uh, on the high end, uh, people are kind of dancing in the streets here because they are so happy with, with the opportunities that they're seeing. I didn't um, see dancing in the streets. We, yeah. <laughs> I, those, those were protesters, by the way. Right. And, and, and those were protesters. And also the... Uh, Celebrating 9-11, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wait a second. <laughs> Actually, you know, what I, I bet the investment uh, I should buy some Eli Lilly stock because the um, this is pr prescriptions for Prozac probably went way up. Oh boy! Okay, All kinds guys, of prescriptions with that. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, stay with us. We're gonna go, don't do don't go anywhere, guys. We're gonna go to our first commercial break here. 
talking Christmas trivia. Okay, in the 12 Days of Christmas, remember that song? I do. How many drummers are drumming? Right? That's our question. Stay with us. You're listening to The Best of Investing. Now, remember, you have to call 888-912-1190. And if you're the first caller with the correct answer, you win that free tanning certificate. It's good for three tanning services. Don't touch that out. The Best of Investing. I'll be right back. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Mark Hahn, Rob Spinoza, and Mark Cooper. We got a party going here. Yeah, you betcha. Can't tell the players without a scorecard. All right. Uh, in the 12 days of Christmas, how many drummers are drumming? I'm going to say eight. Eleven. Ten. <laughs> Twelve. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you, got, you guys suck. Right, right, right. I get the win. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the... It's the <laughs> okay, let's start again. That was no Google. No Google was used. No Google. I'm yeah. out of here. <laughs> and they, they think that it, it was a symbolization of the po- of the Apostles' Creed? I don't know. Okay. Hmm. Uh, we got some emails here. So, Mark Cooper, question for you is, what is a ground lease and would it ever make sense to invest in one? Oh, good question. Wow, you guys are you guys are tough. Um, interesting enough, last uh, about a month ago, I did a ground lease deal, and that was here in San Rafael. Um, there was a property that was just dirt, and the owner of the property did not want to develop it, nor did he want to sell it. He was approached by a developer who then built a building on it, uh, put a, a subway, a nail salon, and a bail bond shop in there. Okay. And then later on, they, so that developer then said, hey, I'll pay 1000 a month for the first year and 5000 a month for each there year after if I build a building on your property. The landowner said, great, I'm yeah. going to make $60,000 a year for my dirt and I don't have to sell it. Yeah. Um, the interesting thing about the ground lease uh, is that at the end of the ground lease, that property reverts back to the landowner. Yeah. How, so you, how, how long was that ground uh, lease? We had, we had 17 years on the ground lease, okay. and the spread, uh, I think we were looking at about a 7000 a month spread over it, the income we were taking in yeah. uh, versus what we had to pay. Mm-hmm. So um, one thing there, when you're looking at a cap rate or a rate of return, it's not like a property you buy for a million bucks and you got 6%, and at the end you sell it for a million bucks. This is a property you buy you got a 6% return, and at the end of the time, you can't sell it because there's yeah. nothing left. So every year that that lease gets matures, it's yeah. le- worth less and less, less money. Yeah. Some people will approach the owner once they have the ground lease and just say, hey, just sell me the land. Let's get this done. I want to own the whole thing. Or, or just extend the ground, I mean, do another ground but lease. But what right? benefit does the does the landowner have in extending the ground lease? Because he's going the the, to get the building back. Yeah. So, uh, so that extension of the ground lease. Now, another interesting thing. So, are there are there any legal? So, so if you if he gets the building back, then what happens to the to the developer? He's out. The, the developer is just like I'll a buy. guy who, who leased a property and his lease is up, mm-hmm. and he's got he's got a skedaddle here. So, also trying to get financing for it. Financing would be tough. I wish I knew somebody for finance. Well, you know, interestingly, uh, one of the very first loans I ever did was on a ground lease. Was it really? Yeah, but it had like 30 years to go, and we only did like a five-year loan. So we we were... Yeah, I think think you were protected there. I think you were protected Wow, that's interesting. You know, also... Yeah, yeah um, you, uh, you're looking at depreciation as well. The guy with the land has no depreciation. Yeah, the, guy the, who, <laughs> the guy with the building he fully, got lots de- of depreciation. fully depreciates his property. So it's, a, it's really an interesting combination, but you want to look at the leases, the leases, the strength of those tenants, how long is the ground lease, and what's your spread or margin over what you're paying. And, and we do ground leases. 
Uh, if someone's interested in that, I'm seeing them here in California. I'm seeing them in other states. There's actually a really interesting one in, in Las Vegas that I'm considering right now. So, really? Yeah, absolutely. What's, what's the alternative? So, so if well, in, in a situation like that. Well, you just stay away. But I was talking to a colleague of so, mine. So where, where I'm going with that is if you can build cheaply enough, does it ever pencil out? I well, mean, okay. So let, let's think about that a second because uh, you know there are developers who are looking for opportunities. Right. Uh, one thing, if you're in Hawaii and you look around, sometimes you'll see things that say fee simple. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no. Okay. There, we know, yeah. Right. So that's, yeah. And also, I heard Irvine, the entire uh, city county of Irvine down there is all owned by the Irvine Land Company. Yeah. It's all, there's, they own everything. So yeah. all the buildings, everything that's built on there is all ground leased. Is that why so, they didn't put streets, lanes, or circles on any of their streets? Have you ever noticed that in Irvine? Everything is just like, it's just the name of the street and it doesn't say street. Anymore. Oh, interesting. No, yeah, interesting. Really? So, yeah. so when you were saying, what's the alternative? Yeah. Um, well, what's the alternative is you buy something else that includes the, the land on it. But I Got think it. it's, it's an interesting opportunity. There are deals out there. It's pretty common in retail. Okay. Because uh, somebody will buy some land, put uh, some tenants on there, and you see this. I'm seeing Taco Bells right now, too. Taco oh. Bells, Jack in the Box. Uh, it'll say cash flow only. So they do make sense. You uh, want yeah. a good commercial agent to help yeah. you with the diligence. Discounted uh, cash flow analysis. Yeah, absolutely. Internal, fancy words internal rate of return <laughs> there you is what go. we look for, the IRR. So, yeah. um, so that's the scoop. But, uh, yeah, ground leases, we're doing them, and there are some opportunities out there. How do people get a hold of you? Uh, my f- cell phone is probably best, uh, 415-608-1036. My email is mark, M-A-R-K, at H-L-C-R-E.com. Where you drive around Marin and you see any of his signs. Yeah. All yeah. Over. <laughs> you see Mark Cooper all <laughs> over the place. <laughs> yep. That's right. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, mark Honf, let's go to you. Uh, question comes in from a listener. It says, how are you able to provide loans so much faster than a typical bank? Of course, I added a little emphasis on the uh, email. <laughs> Fast funding. Well, mm-hmm. at Pacific Private Money, which is uh, which I am uh, broker and president of Pacific Private Money, based in uh, Marin County, serving the Bay Area for fast alternative real estate financing situations. Well, the reason this is because we we um, most conventional lenders, most banks and conventional lenders, their lending programs are based on lending to the masses, uh, mostly in all fifty states. Uh, it's designed not to be subjective it's designed to be you know uh, to to follow a certain formula it's algorithmic you input scores and income and assets and it spits out a yes or no or a maybe i need more information and and you know these they're designed to create a mortgage product that can be sold uh, in secondary marketplaces and they all have to fit within a certain constraint and and rob i know you could probably explain this better than i can but essentially when um, conventional lending is the creation of a security correct it's the creation it's all about the secondary market and right, the investor exactly will buy it. and so we are technically also creating securities at Pacific Private Money. In other words, we cre- we someone comes to us for a loan, we approve it, we create the loan documentation. It goes through ESCO. The difference is, is we find a private individual to invest in that note, or we use our mortgage pool fund to fund that note, which is also private money. So we're using private capital to fund that loan. It's still a security by definition. However, we don't we're not looking to resell that right. loan. So we take a very subjective and holistic approach to lending. We're like the uh, the old banker from 50, 60 years ago when you walked in and you saw the banker who you probably knew your whole life because you grew up in a small town. 
and you tell him why you need the money and based on the relationship and his knowledge of you and your your integrity and and your references he makes you alone and he knows that you're good for it well we do something very similar to that people can contact us uh, with their situation it's usually local to us we're experts in the Bay Area and local real estate they tell us the story or the situation it's usually um, a situation where they might have had bank financing lined up or they would rather use bank financing but they're running out of time and uh, that's probably the most popular loan we do is one that there's time is the issue and they can't get conventional financing fast enough and therefore they need us to to be able to you know react quickly to save the transaction and we can underwrite a loan very very quickly I mean literally we can have a conversation with a borrower and we can decide whether we like the loan enough to green light it then we collect the information which is really evidence for the story that the borrower presented to us we create that evidence very quickly um, you know with resources on the internet nowadays we can pull credit background checks property profiles preliminary title reports all that stuff can be done within 24 hours and we can approve for funding alone literally in 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 24 hours or less and then it's really just a matter of getting uh, organizing the capital and closing so anyway for more information about how you can uh, take advantage of our fast funding real estate lending opportunities uh, give us a call or check us our website at uh, pacificprivatemoney.com we got a brand new website so uh, go check it out it's very very cool launched this week pacificprivatemoney.com or 415-8 Eight three twenty one fifty to call us and leave a message. Not only fast but friendly too. Okay, uh, here's our second commercial break. We're talking Christmas here. In what country are outdoor barbecues a traditional part of Christmas festivities? All right, call eight 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 nine one two eleven ninety to answer that question. Don't touch that dial. The best of invested will be right back. We're gonna have, we have an email for Rob Spinoza that discusses the question. It has to do with higher interest rates and the election. So don't. Touch that dial. Best of investing. I'll be right back. Welcome back to the Best of Investing. One more time. I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Mark Hoff of Pacific Private Money, one of California's fastest growing mortgage investment firms, Rob Spinoza of RPM Mortgage, and Mark Cooper Extraordinaire. We like to call you Extraordinaire of HR, HL Commercial. <laughs> HR. It's, it's Mark at HLCRE. Dot com. There you Thank go. You. All right. That was a long email. All right. <laughs> long. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Here we go. Second trivia question. In what country are outdoor barbecues a traditional part of Christmas festivities? Australia. Kazakhstan. Yes. How would you know that? Well, I figured Southern Hemisphere, so it's summer. Yes. Oh, that's right. Oh. Typically, it's 100 degrees. Yeah. This is logic. Uh, you're like you're, you're like the Google. Yeah, yeah. So now you're breaking even with uh, yeah, well, getting the other one wrong. Right. I was eleven. I was closest there. Zero. You're back wow. even. All right. Square. Next That's question. Pretty please. good. Next question. Okay. So for Rob, actually, here it says my lender told me that rates are higher since the election. Why is this? And do you think it will get better again? Well, it's not only your lender that's going to be telling you that. It's pretty much going to be everybody telling you that. It's been a uh, rough go, and we alluded to that earlier in the show. Um, rates are up as a result of the election. And and really, if I could uh, talk about a little bit of the mechanics of why that is, uh, what the market is building in right now is are two things. Number one is a lot of people feel that the, the Trump um, administration will do a lot of uh, you know putting America back to work sorts of things. So a lot of infrastructure, a lot of things that would increase the national deficit. And what that is doing, 
uh, on the investment markets is it's discounting the, the price of bonds today. And so we track bond yield in the mortgage industry, which means all this said means where rates are higher. Um, the second piece of all of this is that for some combination of technical factors, a lot of people, not unrelated to what we just talked about, but a lot of people feel that now a Fed increase in December at the December 14th meeting is a virtual certainty. I think the odds today were literally 100% uh, on, on the people that make the odds about that stuff. So you just have a higher rate environment um, right now going into a typically slow time of year from a real estate perspective. So it's all things considered, and it's uh, what people are seeing across the board is approximately a half percent. So um, on uh, November, uh, what was it, 8th, you yeah. were getting quoted 3.5% on a 30-year fixed-rate loan. Today, if you go back, that same loan is probably quoting at 4 That's actually a large increase. <laughs> it's it's a substantial wise. increase on, on the rate side. But here's what I've told is a, a real handy way to do this. If you're thinking about, how okay, what does that translate to in terms of my payment? Very simple factor is if, let's say you have a $400,000 loan, you take 3% of 1%, and that is your payment difference. So in that case, it's about 120 bucks. You have a $400,000 loan, rate's gone up a half a percent, about $120 difference to your payment on that. So um, the second part of the, the listener's question is, do you think things will get better? Yes, I do think things will revert more towards where they were for the balance of, of 2016. We're actually at levels right now that we have already been in 2016, so we forget that easily. Um, but yeah, I think things will get better, although if you are in contract to buy a home, you can't really play that market right now. You have to act yeah. on what you have available. And I like to use a saying that pilots use, and it goes um, that you'd rather be on the ground wishing you were in the air than in the air wishing you were on the ground, <laughs> which, which means good, actually. Yeah, it means that right now you can't be in the air. If you, if you go into contract, get your rate locked in as bad as it may seem, because if things get worse, you'll be happy you did that. Yeah. If things get better, you may have a refinance opportunity or you may have a way to get out of that yeah, loan in six months or a year's time and get you back to where yeah. you thought you would be. But you have to be proactive about it. It's a very volatile time. It's an unprecedented time. And let's all remember that a lot of Trump's policies, he didn't campaign on, on substance. He, he campaigned on a lot of other things that appeal to other voters in that sense. And so we don't know what his policies are going to be. I mean, in theory, if the economy gets better, you know, production goes up. Wouldn't interest rates go up? Of course, of course. Okay. And but then again, if the economy gets better, that's a good thing, right? So it's yeah. like you know, if you, if you're worried about, hey, I don't want to buy a house now because rates might go up. Well, you know, if the economy's better, is that you know necessarily a bad thing for you? It's not. So. Well, and one of the things that Trump has promised to do is to repeal. Dodd Frank and, and well they, now you're singing my tune, brother. Right. Well, <laughs> although we talked a little bit about this uh, last week about repealing Dodd Frank and and when you say repeal Dodd Frank, it's really there's there's many 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 components to the right. bill that's been referred to right. as Dodd Frank. But what's interesting is that you know housing um, sales uh, are down, housing unit starts are down, and a lot of that is being blamed on the fact that uh, right. Dodd Frank sought to you know push the liability of a foreclosure from the borrower to the lender. 
and that has resulted in a sharp uh, reduction of credit and accessible credit to people with lower credit scores. Because prior to Dodd Frank, you know, families with credit scores below 720 mm-hmm. still had a lot of opportunities to buy homes through a variety of, uh, let's, shall we say, creative well, uh, what, lending products. What, and, what and about those are all just, gone. What, did, what about just a sensible <laughs> stated income type of loan program where not not so much your not a liar loan per se, but right. what if you as a lender as a had the uh, the leeway to create a loan product that accommodated the guy that has ten partnerships? Yeah. That guy can't navigate the Dodd Frank world, even if at the end of the day he'd have a totally qualifiable loan. The process would be so onerous that he would he he could not get through it. Well, and isn't so, it amazing how when politicians enter enter the 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 act and go, well, we're going to fix this, you know, and and they create this just this overwhelming and crushing uh, layer of regulations that uh, just really I mean it, it turned it you know completely 180 degrees the, from easy credit uh, too easy yes, credit to yes. too difficult credit and, and, and the, where's the happy medium and that's the thing that I think a lot of people now you know uh, on on the heels of a Trump election are looking at the regulation and saying hey yeah. maybe the pendulum will revert a bit more towards the middle that would be good for a lot of people not only the lending industry look I'm all for sensible guidelines I think some of the stuff that's come out of Dodd Frank has been fundamentally very sound. I mean, it, it's well-meaning, but the way it's implemented... Right, like making a loan to someone who could actually demonstrate the uh, ability to afford the monthly payments. Uh, of course. There's nothing wrong with that, but, uh, but... But where do you come up with this 43% maximum debt-to-income ratio as if right, that's a gold standard? Or just like the people who are wanting to sell their house, but they need, to, and they, can't, right. and they need to, you know, they need the money to fix it up to, in order to sell it. You, and you, you have all these... It, it is a striking, just stunning turn of events when you look at the CFP for example, in light of this election, prior I, everybody assumed Clinton was going to win, as you as you said before. And the way they were running their business, the way they were regulating the industry, even in this case, the recent case with PHH, I won't go into the details, but they were running roughshod on, over the industry. And now, the, their future is literally uncertain as to whether they'll I'm happy about that. But before we cut to the break, uh, how do people get a hold of you if they have questions? Um, I'm with RPM Mortgage, work out of the Mill Valley office. Maybe the best way, if you're listening and your your hands are free and you're not already texting while you're driving, <laughs> uh, maybe the best way is to just go look mortgage broker in uh, on Yelp, mortgage broker Mill Valley, uh, mortgage broker Marin County, whatever, and I'll come up on there and... Um, Four one five three six seven five nine five nine. If you are sitting there waiting for me to get <laughs> all right, <laughs> sounds good. All right, before we cut to our break, we do have a couple of announcements here. So, um, first of all, whether you're local or entertaining visitors, check out the new Cityscape Viewing Lounge at the Hilton San Francisco Union Square for three hundred and sixty degree views that are out of this world. Hmm. I've been up there; it really is out of this world. Three hundred and sixty degree views. All right. The other thing is, if you want to stay uh, on the water, then uh, go aboard the Hornblower Cruises for one-of-a-kind experience. Have you guys been on the Hornblower, haven't you? You've never been on the Hornblower? No. you got to do it. Oh, you, you just got it. I think it. that's a, a co-host door prize right around the corner. I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's great, man. You, they, they go underneath the Golden Gate Bridge. Uh, great entertainment. Um, they got the holiday cruises coming up. Got to check them out at hornblower.com. All right, so here's our last trivia question about Christmas. It is believed that this kind person was born in modern-day Turkey around the year 280. That's a long time ago. Who was this person? All right, the first caller with the correct answer wins a free Tanbella certificate. Call 888-912-1190. Don't touch that dial. The best of investing. We'll be right back. 
Welcome back to The Best of Investing. Again, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Mark Hahn, Rob Spinoza, and Mark Cooper. Third trivia question. It is believed that this kind person was born in modern-day Turkey around the year 280. Kublai Khan. Jesus Christ. St. No. Nicholas. Yes. St. <laughs> Nick. You're the, you're the man, Mark. Good job. All right. Uh, I don't know who Kublai Khan is. <laughs> He's the bad guy from Star Trek. That's Genghis Khan. It's grandfather. Yeah. Not the wrath of Khan. Wrath no. of Khan. Or let's see. Geng- Genghis Khan, Khan was the grandfather. Yeah. And Kublai Khan was uh, the grandson. They were both pretty rough characters. From oh, what yeah. I understand. All right. Okay. Uh, you get some... Yeah, lots t- of pages there. Yeah, we're talking about Trump and the impact just, on, uh, well, since uh, all three of us, actually all four of us here are, are real estate guys. we got a real estate lender, a, mor- a real residential a mortgage real, broker, real commercial, estate investor, and, yeah. uh, leasing agent, uh, Edward. Uh, I can spell real estate. That's right. Okay. Yeah. But uh, how how is it, uh, you've got some articles here, Rob, that you brought in that, that, that uh, opine about uh, how the Trump election might shake up the real estate market, the Bay Area real estate market, and California housing in general. What uh, what are they saying? Well, look, I mean, one thing that I think a lot of people struggle with here in the Bay Area, I think when people hear the news about the Bay Area across the country, you know, it gets colored and, and you're, you're talking about, oh, all these, you know, Google millennial billionaires that just go and buy, you know, like I've got an article yeah, here, 31-year-old billionaire buys most expensive home in San Francisco. That's not the average Bay Area home buyer, uh, you know, uh, to, no. to, to break the news to the <laughs> listening audience. And he showed up on a skateboard. Go ahead. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, what, what, what you see here is you have very expensive housing, number one, and you have ordinary people who are trying to afford it and live in the communities they work in. Um, and it's not so easy to do it. So when you see an increase in rates, when you see, uh, I think it's fair to say, I don't want to ruffle any feathers, but uh, I think I don't think a lot of people were anticipating Trump would be the president. Nope. Um, and here they certainly are. not here in California. Certainly not in Marin County and, and in San Francisco and places like that. So I think it would be wrong to say, and a lot of these articles allude to you know business as usual. I think that we will see some changes in the real estate market. I do think it's hard to know right now. As I mentioned before, the combination of it being this time of year seasonally and the fact that we've had a a sharp rate spike over the last couple of weeks that really hasn't settled in yet, and we're on the verge of a a Federal Reserve, you know, uh, Open Market Committee meeting where they do anticipate they'll raise short-term rates again. So you just have this kind of bearish sentiment over the market right now. But I do think that overall, if Trump's policies do prove to be inflationary, how could that not have some impact on the Bay Area real estate market? I, I mean, you know, I see it impacting interest rates, which yeah. if if regulation stays the way it is, where are you going to go? If rates go higher and you don't have any leeway on your debt to income ratio, that means that people tap out at an earlier level, right? There's no other way to do it. Well, there's all these people who live in California, specifically in the Bay Area, mm-hmm. who say, oh, Trump won, so I'm going to move to Canada or some other uh, place. And it's like, yeah, but you yeah, know, I don't, you, think that's I, I don't think that's going to happen. And if I can get on my political soapbox for just a second, I, I just hope that all that energy, regardless of how the election went, but all the energy you had against the person you didn't want in, I mean, the lesson I learned in all of this is you've got to apply that over the next four years for a real change. I mean, yeah, so all, far he hasn't done anything wrong. Yeah, well, right. Because yeah. yeah, he hasn't even been in office, you know? And, and, and I also think that there's a lot of stuff with, with the housing market that will continue in the Bay Area as it has been as long as employment stays strong. And that is predicated on the fact that the economy stays relatively robust. We have been 
And this is a Trump complaint. We've been in a low interest rate, low growth environment. He wants to change that. So we'll see if the opposite, you know, more inflationary, higher growth rate environment will also sustain Bayer real estate prices. As far as I'm concerned, rates are still historically very good. Absolutely. I don't see that being the driver of everything, but I do think we should anticipate some changes. Well, and if you, you know, listen to people who talk about cycles in real estate and you go back multiple cycles in real estate, there is no evidence to suggest that increasing mortgage rates mean right. real estate prices go down. Actually, the opposite historically has happened. And inflation has also been, uh, real estate's been a great hedge against uh, inflation. For, against inflation. Yeah. So, yeah. so again, from in terms of the real estate market <clears throat> and, and what uh, Trump's uh, policies, which are really so unknown at this time, is he really going to do the things that he uh, uh, campaigned on, or is uh, is is he's going to be? Is will he become pragmatic uh, as he works up to uh, January twentieth? Uh, that that remains to be seen. But I, I you know I think for the real estate market, certainly in terms of investing, we know the real estate market doesn't move quickly. It's a Good very point. slow turning. You know, huge ship on the water, and so there's still opportunities to certainly invest in real estate and make money in real estate. And, and I just I don't know that anything that he's going that he's proposing is uh, going to necessarily negatively impact real estate as an investment. You know, in the in the near in the future. Good point. And and I, the, the other thing I was going to say um, about Bay Area real estate um, in general is that you have, um, for the most part. The industries that uh, that impact the Bay Area economy directly, mm. I don't see those changing fundamentally over the near term. And, and like you said, the the change will be implemented gradually, if at all, um, yet to be seen on that. And I, I think that everybody kind of assumes that if there's any change, that means we go right back to 2008, and it's a recession again, and the bottom falls out of the industry, and all the loan programs go away. That's not the uh, that's not the way I, I feel about things. I think that the, the, this economy over a lot of years has proven to be very resilient. No doubt, it will adjust to whatever the new administration brings, and uh, as long as the fundamentals stay strong, which I don't see any reason why they wouldn't at this point. Um, you know, I, I think it's there's a degree of business as usual with that. Yeah. I do, and you know, and we're talking real estate, but and we don't have any uh, financial advisors or stockbrokers or stock experts. Here in today's audience, but you know we're we're sitting here this week. Not audience, this, but you mean on the show? Uh, on this on the show, show, yeah, the show, yeah. At, yeah. On the and the guests on the gotcha. show here. Yeah. <clears throat> We've had a week where the stock market hit nineteen thousand. Amazing, and right. <clears throat> you know, but also let's keep in mind that the stock market in the last couple of years has been a really poor yeah. predictor of future economic activity. I mean, we've seen some pretty big spikes, both up and down, uh, and those downward spikes were usually false alarms, and the upward spikes, I think, are also not necessarily port, you know, a, a, an accurate uh, predictor of, of future economic activity. So, uh, you know, if I were a betting man, I would probably not bet on the stock market going uh, up a whole heck of a lot more in the short term, but 
you know probably expect some short term corrections uh, on the horizon here but but by and large it's just I just find it really interesting that the stock market, which is supposed to be um, a leading indicator would uh, would be behaving the way it is. I'll tell you this. I mean, all the stuff we're talking about, all the unknowns we're talking about, one thing that happens every week, week in and week out, is we have people come into our office, sit down and talk about buying a house. And there is still nothing on my mind or nothing in any of the news or any of these articles we read that would that would allow me to look them in the eye and tell them in good faith not to buy a house. Yeah, this is a bad time. Don't buy now. Oh, I think you should wait. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right? No, nothing, not, even at today's home prices in the Bay Area, even if rates went up a half percent or, or God forbid, went up 1%, you, one thing, you, and not because I'm in the business, not because I, I, I have a financial interest in them doing it, because my own personal experience, and I think a lot of us can speak for this, is where are you going to go? Anywhere in the state of California, especially here in the Bay Area, how are you going to build any real wealth? How are you going to get ahead of all of these unknowns unless you have you own real estate? I yeah. just don't see another way. Yeah, so I, I, I remain optimistic about things going forward. You Trump can come back. To- You're welcome back next yeah. time. <laughs> <laughs> this was paid for by my sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> right. And in 2005, Absolutely you, not. You, no, you, can, you can look back and go, you know, those who bought in, in uh, five and six, they bought with uh, unrealistic credit products that uh, had payment adjustments that uh, uh, that you know were were not typical. Well, so and those I, aren't available anymore. Yeah, so if you and, so uh, if you buy a house today, you have to be able to qualify uh, for the loan. Exactly, the lender's yeah, going to make point. sure you have enough income to make those monthly payments. So, so even if you buy at the top of the market now, you're not likely to suffer you lose your the job. same right. right unless yeah. you lose your lab, job. But that the same that existed in, in 2005 and 2001. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Okay, guys, uh, we're going to cut to our uh, last commercial break. Don't have a trivia question for us, but uh, when we come back, we're going to have just a few more minutes for some closing comments and a deal of the week. Stay with us. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. Last time for today, Edward Brown here along with Mark Hunt, Rob Spinoza, and Mark Cooper. So uh, we didn't have a trivia question, but uh, Mark, we were going to ask you for deal of the week, and right, and I was going to throw it right back to you, Edward, yeah. because you just uh, worked on a deal uh, yourself uh, with us with at Rick. Pacific Private Money with uh, our yep our number one uh, underwriter, Rick uh, Rick Culp, and uh, and you went up to visit a property up in Petaluma, and this was uh, a little bit. Atypical of the loans we we generally do, where we do probably sixty to seventy percent purchase money loans, yeah. where people come to us where there's a transaction, even if it's a fix and flip. And a lot of bankers banks aren't doing fix and flips, but uh, more recently we do a lot of consumer type of uh, purchases where they want to close very quickly because they want to compete with cash buyers, or maybe their uh, conventional mortgage process glitched and they're going to run out of time before the seller pulls the plug and we come in and rescue the deal, stuff like that. We've done a lot of that in 2016, but you went to visit a property up in uh, in Petaluma recently where uh, we were able to uh, save a family from foreclosure. Yeah, wow. the, uh, uh, they were going to go to sale, the okay. trustee sales coming up, and uh, so they needed money very, very quickly. So uh, they, they received some, an NOD. Yep. Okay. Uh, f- uh, Notice uh, of default. Notice of default. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yes, all these the publishing happened, right. and, and uh, basically the guy had had a, a, a financial setback, but it was like the future looked bright. Okay. Uh, but he didn't own the house. Uh, a relative owned it. Okay. So the way we were getting around the rules, you know, in a logistic way, was to have him purchase the house. Okay. And make him a short-term bridge loan. 
and there's a, okay. a small house on many acres, and uh, the loan-to-value is around 50%. Okay. So it looks like a very conservative loan from our standpoint. Should he be able to make the the loan, or, you know, the payments? And if he doesn't, then you know it'll yeah. be a, 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 another. He'll be in foreclosure again. But you know, the the fifty less than fifty percent loan to value. You know, we feel pretty right. And what's uh, what was uh, different about this is that we used to see years ago when the foreclosure was at its peak, a lot of people who were losing their homes would come up with a straw buyer. Right, exactly. Some, yeah. And and and, yeah. Uh, and try to sell like short sale oh, we used to that hear the home stories. Yeah. to straw yeah. buyers. Now, this is but different. But what this, if... Right. Yeah. This is not My a short brother. sale. Yeah. <laughs> this this is actually keeping yeah. a, a, um, keeping a property in Within the, the family. immediate family okay. and uh, through a purchase transaction. And the reason why it needed to be structured as a purchase and not a refinance is that the... Believe it or not, the regulations of Dodd Frank right? are yeah. completely different on yeah. a refinance on a consumer purpose loan versus a purchase. On a purchase, we can structure it as a bridge uh, with a short-term fuse huh. uh, and a balloon. Uh, but they, but we have confidence, a high degree of confidence in this in the in the now buyer's ability to conventionally refinance. Where if we tried to do a refinance for the existing. Uh, or the prior owner, then that owner would have to qualify. You already have income. proven an inability yeah. to repair. Right. And, so, yeah. I mean, in theory, yeah. the the current owner right now could stave off the uh, foreclosure by filing bankruptcy right, and all that stuff, right, but right. it'll be a much more expensive and longer process. Right. It's cheaper to actually borrow it hard money, solve the problem. Solve the problem, get then, out of that state. Eventually, yeah. you know. Refinance out. So the point of it is, um, you know, these are these are unusual and atypical situations. But if you're a real estate professional out there on the mortgage side or even the realty side, and you ever come across a situation where you know that conventional financing is not going to be a remedy, um, give us a call at Pacific Private Money because we are one of the few California private money loan brokers that will do consumer and owner-occupied financing. We can't say yes to every situation. We are under, you know, we, we are regula- regulated like everyone else, but unlike most hard money and private money lenders, we have actually gone the extra mile, got the licensing, got the underwriting guidelines, and, and know how to uh, legally do privately funded consumer and owner-occupied uh, type of real estate loans. So for more information, uh, check us out at PacificPrivateMoney.com and our number, 415-883-2150. And for conventional loans? Rob Spinos, RPM Mortgage, Adam Mill Valley, 415-367-5959. Thanks, And Robert. for anyone who wants to purchase real estate? Yeah, Mark Cooper, HL Commercial, 415-608-1036. All right, guys, we're going to cut out for the day. Here's our thoughts for the day. Some people develop a wishbone where their backbone should be. (laughs) And Ethel Barrymore said, you grow up the day you have your first real laugh at yourself. (laughs) Very good. I like that. Okay, tune in next week to The Best of Investing. Uh, We're going to be giving away more free prizes for answering trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm Edward Brown, wishing you the best of investing. So long. You've been listening to The Best of Investing with Edward Brown. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. And join us again next week for The Best of Investing on the Bay Area's Business Leader. 
AM 1220 KDLW. This radio broadcast is in no way an offer to sell securities except where applicable in states where we are registered or where an exemption or exclusion from such registration exists. Information discussed during this broadcast, whether stock quotes, charts, articles, or any other statement or statements regarding market or other financial information is obtained from sources which we... Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.